Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Yes, hello and welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. Great to be back with you, Paul Hazelby and... It's been a big week, I can say that honestly, because there's games during the week now as part of Footy Frenzy Part 2 as I welcome you in. Good morning, Hayes. Good morning to you, Beaver. Yeah, big week of sport. We had the announcement of the AFL Grand Final. The winner is Brisbane and the Gabba. I didn't mind it, Beaver. I thought it was the right call by the AFL. They've been very, very busy. I think Queensland should have been rewarded for all the work they did. They were able to get a season away, the AFL. With that, they were able to make four to $500 million, and that might not have been possible without the support of the Queensland government. I think it made it very difficult here in the West to have it with the quarantine restrictions and we can't have our cake and eat it we've had a great lifestyle over the last four months since COVID hit we've pretty much been back to normal but because of our hard border control I can see the reason that the AFL didn't want to bring it here to Perth and the legacy I don't mind this because the AFL have thrown a lot of money at Queensland and also the northern markets of New South Wales I think this could set them up and help the AFL continue to grow the game and there's a lot of money to be made in those states more than Victoria more than South Australia and WA if you get it right and you increase the participation which right now is through the roof so actually winning I think this will help set set the AFL up for the next 10 years. I completely agree with you. I wish I could have a dig at the AFL for it, but I think they made the right decision. Of course, one of their premier partners, Telstra, was never going to be at Optus Stadium when one of the um, companies paying them hundreds of millions of dollars a year uh, is a direct rival. I think it's great for football in Queensland. And I think that anybody who... I saw people on Twitter saying things like, come on, AFL, announce it's Perth on the day. And I'm thinking... Do you remember about six weeks ago when Mark McGowan came out and said, we might not be at stage five come Mm. October? That was pretty much the writing on the wall saying, we can't guarantee a full crowd. Do not come and have the grand final here. So I'm surprised people are so upset given that the writing was on the wall. Let's get into this. The Dig. Dial before you dig. The essential first step. Now, since we're both happy, we're not happy, but we're both okay with the decision that the grand final will be up at the Gabba. What are you going to take an aim at this week for your dig, Paul Hazelby? Well, I'm going to have a dig at the decision by the AFL not to allow the West Coast Eagles to have their last game of the season played back here at Optus Stadium because there is no reason that satisfies me from what I've heard from the AFL. It ticked the boxes from a quarantine point of view because North Melbourne agreed to it. They had a buy after it. North Melbourne players could have stayed here for two weeks. So that was a tick. West Coast would have made a lot of money on that game with the crowd that they could have had. North Melbourne Melbourne were happy to sell it for 700000 plus, and that would have helped the AFL in the long term because guess who's going to have to bail out North <laughs> Melbourne in future Next years? Year. Yeah. The AFL. So for me, it didn't make sense not to have it. And I get a sense there were some big power brokers from some of the big clubs, the Victorian clubs, that didn't want the West Coast Eagles to get an advantage. But given they've been away for a long time and now they have to be away in the hub for their remaining five games and possibly all of the final series, depending on whether they get a home final it did not make sense and I'm disappointed with it there's a lot of things that you've just said I agree with the one thing I'll say is I the only reason I don't think it should have been allowed is because of the precedent it would have set not I know there are obviously teams that sell their games years in advance and make these deals three four five years long to go to these regional areas sell these games away 
that's okay if you know it's in advance. But I think in a season like this, where so many people already saying there's going to be an asterisk on the premiership, I think you need to keep as much balance as you can. And I know some people would laugh at th- that comment. Mm, but I'm laughing because from week to week, we yeah, don't know where the fixes have no, no, been. 100% but what I'm saying is, but if the AFL makes the decision, that's one thing. If a club uses money that other clubs do not have, now you can argue it's through good planning, good financial sense, etc. but... When a club would do that, it would set a dangerous precedent for this year because then what's to stop Collingwood and Richmond, who have both got deep pockets at the moment, turning around and going, yeah, we're going to buy our games too. I think that's where it came in. I've got no issue with the AFL denying that game, their home final, which is a whole separate issue we don't have time to get into right now, a different issue, as I said. That was the dig. Don't dig yourself into a whole lodge of free dial before you dig inquiry. Jason Johannesson Hayes, the Norm Smith medalist for the Bulldogs in 2016. He'll join us next as the Bulldogs get ready to take on the West Coast Eagles coming up on tomorrow. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench, Rob Beaver and Paul Hazelby with you. Jason Johannes, a Norm Smith medalist from the Western Bulldogs, is good enough to join us ahead of their clash tomorrow with the West Coast Eagles. Welcome, JJ. Uh, thanks for having me. The loss to Geelong last time out, um, as I said, a strong start, but, uh, mate, the boys would be uh, ruining a loss like that, I suspect. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, you know, pretty disappointing to, to get off with a flying start and um, obviously not come away with the chocolates, but... Um, you know, we just got, we're a pretty young group, so we've, we've just gone through um, the review on the week and um, learned some things and hopefully take it into this week. What did Luke Beveridge and the coaching staff identify as the things that went wrong, particularly after halftime, uh, that led to that turnaround in score? Um, our ball movement, for one, was um, pretty stagnant after probably the first quarter and definitely in the second half. Um, we just didn't give our forwards enough opportunity and um, we weren't probably getting it deep enough and playing the territory game and um, Geelong were able to possess the ball and keep it off us for, for most of that second half. And yeah, um, and then they just probably had more energy in that second half um, around the ball. What about the ruck setup? Is this something you're going to continue with? We know Tim English has been beaten in the ruck hitouts a lot this year. You've had Josh Dunkley step in there. You're coming up against the best tap ruckman in the comp in Nick Natanui. I'm not sure you can keep doing it, but that is is that the plan? Do you have confidence in this game plan? Oh, definitely. I think, um, you know, Tim's a developing young ruckman and, um, you know, he's he's, he's still um, building his confidence um, in this in this in the AFL and um, you know, with Dunks and, and Josh Bruce giving him a chop out, you know, it's definitely worked for us at times and um, they've given us energy around the ball and, and probably an extra number as a midfielder. Um, so I don't know what the plan is going in this week. We'll probably discuss this um, either tomorrow or Saturday before the game. But, um, you know, we've, we've got some different plans. But, yeah, obviously Nick Nat's um, probably the best in the competition. So um, we definitely have to, have to make a plan to, to stop him. Who are some of your other ruck options if you decide to bring somebody in? Um, we got a, um, a young ruckman, Jordan Sweet, um, from Adelaide. It's his second year in the in the um, in the AFL. He's, he's still developing, but playing some good footy in the in the reserves. The half back line's been competitive. Uh, a lot of good players going through there. Yourself, Crozier, returned to some really good form after some injuries. Caleb Daniel, I believe, has taken his game to the next level. But I want to ask about Bailey Williams because he's quietly been doing the job every week, and he's become a very important player. Yeah, he has. He's he's been extremely reliable for us, and um, you know he he had, he was probably in and out the team um, all last year, and 
um, went back in the off season and, and, and just didn't want to didn't want to cop that. He he worked on his conditioning, especially he's gotten a lot fitter, he's got stronger, he's got bigger, um, and he's just reaping the rewards. He's um he's become such a reliable defender, as I said, you know, ability to take intercept marks, but also have the have the drive in, in the legs and to to give us some um, run off the half back as well. Norm Smith medalist Jason Johannesson from the Western Bulldogs joining us on Sports Day. JJ, um, the team has struggled to kick scores at times this season. Aaron Norton, Josh Shackey and a few others from that forward line, uh, including Lloyd, have all missed some time. But I think one of the bright spots has been Mitch Wallace. He's a guy who has been predominantly a midfielder. Of course, he missed out on the flag in 2016. But he's reinvented himself, I suppose, in some ways as a really uh, critical sort of mid-sized forward for you guys this year. Yeah, he's been outstanding. I think his his ability just to win one on ones or or just not lose any one on ones, and um, you know you can trust him to make a contest. And um, he's he's become such a great finisher as well. So if you get the ball in his hands, you know he's going to make good decisions or kick a goal. So he's been outstanding. And yeah, yeah. Hopefully we can. You know, there's been a lot of change in our forward line, and hopefully we can sort of get get some continuity and um, you know get some chemistry up there, and um, the boys can kick some winning goals. What about the kid, mate, Bailey Smith? How about his second year? They talk about Sam Walsh. They talk about Connor Rosie. I think this kid's the best of them. He continues to find the footy. He drifts forwards. He, he can kick goals, and he's also very tough around the contest. Yeah, I'm not going to be biased, but, yeah, I definitely think he is. Um, yeah, he's just he's, he's an extraordinary athlete. He's, he's super fit. He's powerful. He's got speed. Um, he uses the ball so well, and, and as you said, he's tough as, so... Um, you know, all um, attributes you, you'd want to have. And, um, yeah, he's just continued on his his growth and um, he's become an important player for us. Jason Johannesson stays with us here on Off The Bench. Keep it locked. Off The Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off The Bench. Rob Beaver and Paul Hazelby with you chatting with Norma Smith medalist Jason Johannesson Hayes. Does this group believe they can play finals footy, beat the West Coast Eagles? All of a sudden it opens up uh, with the result tonight. Gets gone in your favour, Melbourne losing. You've got the Hawks and then the Dockers after that. Yeah, 100% we believe. If you probably look at our, our losses against probably the top four teams, you know, um, we, we've been right in those games and it's just been a maybe a lapse in a quarter. That's cost us. So uh, we do believe we, we can play finals footy and, um, you know, all we have to do is win this weekend and, um, you know, our confidence will rise and um, we can just build on that momentum. JJ, before we let you go, Aaron Norton, I mentioned him a little bit earlier, but in terms of the structure of the team, and as I mentioned, Josh Shackey's missed time. Uh, Josh Bruce has been gallant. He's had a couple of games where he's kicked bags, but um, has failed to fire at other times as well. How important is, I suppose, a guy like Norton, not only to bring the ball to ground, but his ability to pluck marks out of nowhere for a forward line that, as I said earlier, can struggle to score? Yeah, like um, he sort of fits in the same category as Bont in in some ways. That you know, that's a player that can can win matches. And um, you know, if Aaron Norton has a big game, he's he's definitely a match winning player. And um, you know, yeah, his ability just to compete and um, you know take great grabs, but just his ability to compete, get the ball to ground. And and it, as for a big man, he puts a lot of pressure on. He's got good speed. He's got good agility. And, um, when the ball hits the ground, he's he's he's, he's right in it. So. Um, he's a very important play for us, and um, you know, hopefully, he can kick another big bag this weekend. Really appreciate your time. Good luck against the Eagles. Cheers. Thanks for having me, Jason Johannesson, the Norm Smith medalist from the Western Bulldogs, joining us here. Hayes, I truly believe for the Western Bulldogs that there is nothing, no player more important to them structurally, in particular, than Aaron Norton. Going back 
You can look at it, even Essendon, what Joe Danner has been able to do since he's come back into that squad for that team. I know it didn't work out for them the other night against the Eagles, but are there certain players who mean more to a team, I guess, just from a structure point of view, regardless of how many touches or how many goals they're putting on the board? Absolutely, but it depends on the players that you do have on your list. If you don't have too many of those types that can obviously give you more forward of centre and his ability to jump and get to the ball at its highest point, and even when he's out of position, that's what I love about him. He jumps up, he gets his body round, and he brings that ball to ground it certainly helps with a lot of those youngsters but he can go cold at times and if he's cold then obviously they struggle a little bit massive challenge against the west coast eagles they win they get a chance to continue on and maybe sneak into the finals with melbourne losing tonight if they lose it's curtains for the western bulldogs which would be disappointing given what they have shown at periods throughout the season i know you're a western bulldogs man it's been a frustrating year for them because their best is very good, it's, their worst is average. It's been very, very frustrating. As I said off the top, that times they look like world beaters. You see the first quarter against Geelong and you go, this is the team that uh, found momentum and got on a roll and, and pushed off course to the 2016 flag. And then you watch them at other times and you feel like this team just can't hit a target. They're stagnant. Uh, they're inexperienced at times. And it really shows uh, on game day. This is Off the Bench. Rob Beaver and Paul Hayes will be with you. Our waffle update and sports wrap still to come. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Great to have a chat with Jason Johannesson just before. Now, a waffle update. Thanks to Kia with Australia's best seven-year factory warranty. And JJ Hayes, a man that shared the bond of the East Fremantle Sharks back in his waffle days. But talk to us uh, before we get to your team of the week. The game's coming up today. Subiaco and East Fremantle, the aforementioned Sharks at Leaderville Oval, Claremont and West Perth. South Rio take on East Perth and the Black Ducks will take on the Demons a little bit later on. That is the late game coming up this afternoon. Team of the week last week. Okay, starting in the back line, Bootsma. Good to see him back in some form. He's back at Peel Thunder after formerly being at Carlton. Then he went to the Bush, but it's a good story. Hayden Busher, he's the full back. Drew Road from Subiaco in the other back pocket. Sinclair, Chad Pearson and Nick Subin across the half-back line. Plenty of South Fremantle players. They've been the benchmark of the competition so far. Jackson Merritt from Peel Thunder on the wing. Lynch in the midfield, and Kane Mitchell continues to get it done for the Claremont Tigers. Florenka's having a sensational season for the Bulldogs. Simpson from East Perth. Cody Leggett from East Fremantle after crossing before the season from Perth to the Sharks. He's playing some good footy. Kicked a couple of nice goals. England, Shaw, and Atkinson is the full forward line. The Ruck setup is Lachlan Delahunty back into some good form. Jai Bolton and Fisher from Swan Districts. And the interchange is made up of Nathan O'Driscoll, Kyle Horsley back for his first game. Didn't they need him? Ramsey and Lester Smith playing game 100 for the Sharks. He got the last spot on the bench, Beaver. Fantastic. That was our waffle update. Thanks to Kia. Kia offers value you can trust in Australia's best seven-year warranty across the entire Kia range. Our sports wrap for Auto One. Get Dad something he'll love this Father's Day at Auto One. Now, for those who don't know, Father's Day is tomorrow. Hayes, I've got my Father's Day gift sorted. I don't know about you, but sports wrap, a couple of things we wanted to touch off on here. We didn't mention it off the top when we mentioned the fact that the grand final will be up in Brisbane, but it'll be a night grand final. So the loud... I don't actually know if they're a majority or a minority, but the loud people of the past few years have finally got their wish this season. you like it? I do like it. Eddie Maguire's been very vocal about this point. He thinks that once we have it, we'll never go back. And I'm with him. I think all the big games are played on Friday night, Thursday night. You have the whole audience, and you're going to have it up there, and you hopefully they get a bigger audience than they've ever had before. You prove to the broadcasters that is the time slot. Because let's be honest, the broadcasters make the decision. If they want it at night, they will get it at 
night because of the money that they are paying. So I'm all for it. I think it adds value from an entertainment point of view. But let's be honest, it doesn't make much difference to us back here in the West because it's never a night final or Friday night footy always starts pretty early. And we're done and dusted by eight, which is perfect for us to hit up the pubs and clubs. (laughs) It certainly is. And uh, as you say, the TV broadcast is making the decisions. Cox Plate. The same day, Channel 7 has the rights to both. So that's probably a reason why that one's been moved to a night grand final. And just before we go, Hayes, Tony Popovich from the Perth Glory. Now, no longer, he's headed over to a European club after what has been two good but not quite their seasons for the Glory. Yeah, I didn't see this one coming. Very disappointing. He's obviously had the challenge this year of COVID. His sons have been in the team. I'm not sure what's going to happen with them. But big changes at the Perth Glory throughout the week. Six players departed. but They did bring in some good big names too. Andrew Naboo one of them who has represented Australia before. But they are on the lookout for a new coach. And given the landscape, it's not going to be easy, Beef. No, it certainly won't be. That was our sports wrap. Thanks to Auto One. If your dad really loves cars, Auto One's the number one place for you to go this Father's Day. And on that note, I'm picking up my new car today, Hayes. I'll be looking forward to that. I'll be heading straight to Auto One after I pick it up. Thanks for your company. We'll do it all again next week. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.